This is Dumb Money Live with Chris Camillo, Dave Hansen, and Jordan McLean, streaming live on YouTube. We are Dumb Money. Hello, hello, welcome, and good morning. This is Dumb Money Live. I'm joining you live right now from my vacation. I'm in uh, San Juan del Cabo. The beautiful southernmost part of Baja, California. Uh, I'll be with you as long as my internet connection holds out here. Uh, as always, joined by Chris Camillo and Jordan McLean. Chris, look like you're back from your L.A. trip. You both in Dallas? Oh, yeah, I'm back. Awesome. We're, yeah. we're live on YouTube. Uh, if you want to send us a message, we have uh, the chat feature going on there. We're also live pre-recorded as a replay on our podcast. So if you're into podcasts, be sure you check us out. We're on all the podcasting platforms now. And today's show, all about Virgin Galactic. This stock has been skyrocketing. It's heading into orbit. It's to the moon, plenty of puns, but in all seriousness, uh, the stock has tripled in the past uh, three months. And it's up. it was up 20% last Friday, another 20 plus percent a couple days ago. What's going on? Have all of the speculative Tesla investors decided to jump into the Virgin <laughs> I know, Chris, you've been researching the stock uh, and investor sentiment. And Jordan, you're all over the tech and engineering part of the story. So I'm here exploring whether or not uh, I like tequila or mezcal better. So we'll, we're going to bring all of this together in a special episode of Dumb Money Live. So what is it? Is it, is it the real deal for investors? Is the tech not quite there yet? What, what are we ta- what are we looking at? Oh, yachts and tendies, Dave. Yachts and tendies, man. Wall Street. <laughs> You've spent too much time on uh, on Reddit, I think. Yeah, man. It's the crypto kids on Wall Street bets. I mean, this is this is Reddit. They are coming into the market. First, it was Tesla. Now it's this space. It's you know, it's it's Virgin Galactic. It's this could be the dumbest thing we've ever talked about on Dumb Money. I mean, I don't know. I. I I, or the biggest, the biggest bet ever. Do you remember well, when uh, space, when this uh, Virgin Galactic went public? <laughs> they did it through like this weird back channel thing where they merged with another public company just to be able to go public without having to go through the whole dog and pony show. I, I was at the time thinking, you know, this is probably something I should, have <laughs> but I really don't want to. Dude, th- this really is this this is so insane. This is the most exciting insane time almost in my entire life i'd have to go back to 1998 99 when we're doing the whole dot-com deal to experience a time like this when you just nothing makes sense but there's i just think there's an influx of new investors coming into the market we talked about this last night jordan like it's 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 robin hood it's free trading everything is free now like trading is cool again. Crypto has gotten a little bit boring. Um, the cannabis stocks kind of got a little bit boring. So all these people that were trading cannabis and crypto that have never touched an equity are now like, hey, let's start trading equities. Let's do options. What's hot? Like, where can I make the most money? What's interesting? What's like, what's <laughs> right? It's all about Tesla. It's all about, you know, flying people and space tourism, stuff that just you can't really peg a valuation on it because it's kind of fantasy. But at the same time, 
in 30 years, it could be literally the biggest thing ever. It could be the Amazon of 2050 that we're talking about right now, right? Yeah, and, and so, I saw I saw a report where, where TD Ameritrade and Fidelity both came out saying that they're seeing record volume from retail investors. Uh, Robinhood, those, those tracking things uh, that, you know, look at the volume and, and try to guess what people are buying on Robinhood show that, that that's their top moving stock. Are there institutional buyers out there, though, for this kind of stuff? Or are we just looking at people on Reddit moving the stock up and then waiting to get out? I, well, speaking of Reddit and Wall Street bets specifically, which is up to like, I don't know, almost a, mil, a million subscribers, right? Followers that they had to shut it down <laughs> page this week. Like they don't even it on the Reddit general page, I don't think anymore, because yeah. it's getting too out of hand. Jordan, are we allowed to talk about that little thing you're working on? Is that are you okay talking about that? No. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Well, now now we're talking about it. Do you have to? Say something? <laughs> All right. Well, no, we're 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 just looking at ways to kind of make sense. Well, we'll talk about it later on a later episode. I, I I have no idea what you guys talked about, but knowing that in the past you have um, yeah, a software platform that analyzed data in real time that was coming off of the internet. I'm guessing you're talking about something along those lines. No, we're, just, we're just trying to figure out a way to figure out how to make sense of what's happening on Reddit um, a little bit quicker, right? Just for our, just for our own use, you know, just to try to figure this out. So um, we got more work to do on it, but, but subscribe <laughs> and you'll find out at some point down the road, what we're up to. It is crazy cool. Um, but okay, let's, let's talk about, Virgin Galactic. Virgin Galactic. First of all, can we just talk about Virgin in general? Is he just is he just the coolest guy in the world? I, I, you know, it was my favorite airline. I was addicted to flying Virgin America before Alaska bought it and ruined everything. That guy knows. He knows how to create. Like like he knows how to connect with consumers. Insane, right? Like like if there's one guy to do this, it's him. I would right? only fly Virgin. It was so great. And now I'm stuck with all the normal airlines now. Dude, he's legit. Like he yeah. he is. Like I mean, I'm not. I mean, I know people love you know Elon and stuff, but man, for me, uh, he he knows what he's doing when he put together with that Virgin <laughs> brand. And so this is just one more phase of it here. Seven billion dollars, guys. Seven billion. Um, for a company, and you have put your reservation in for the two hundred and fifty thousand dollars space flight. Okay, oh, I want to talk. Are you about on the waiting that. list? Because we know one person, we know of one person in our little network who's yeah, kind of maybe likely to do something like that. And you saw on our text string last night, I asked him if he was going to do it. And we'll talk about the answer to see just how big the market is for these space flights. We'll tell you what our friend said, whether he put the quarter million down or not. But can we just go over quickly the dynamics of this stock? $7 billion market cap, right? Obviously no earnings. They're supposed to put their first person in space like in a few months here, July, June or July. Earnings are Tuesday. Earnings are coming. The first earnings come up in a few days, and we should get some information if this whole June, July thing is actually going to happen with their first flight. I mean, half the people think it's insane. There's no way it's going to happen. They've been delaying this for like 10 years, right? Um, and but they're if they only revenue so yet. far, they, they have had earnings before. So that their only revenue so far is moving <clears throat> other people's science space tests as a part of their 
you know, test flights, right? So they've yes, they yeah, reported in Q three like virtually not was a, net revenue. I, I may have just gone off the air. You guys, I don't know if I'm here. So oh, we can hear you. Talk to me. We can we can hear you. Dave, that revenue is basically close to nothing for a seven billion dollar company. I just want to outline what we're looking at here. Seven billion dollar company. They charge a quarter of a million dollars to basically fly in space for seven minutes, weightless, seven minutes. They put six people in the little space shuttle deal. It's a two and a half hour trip, but you're only in space for like seven minutes, right? Quarter of a million bucks. They think they're going to probably raise that price, actually, from what I heard. Um, There are some estimates, some Wall Street estimates on the size of this market. So they supposedly can get up to 3,000 flights, excuse me, 3,000 customers a year by 2030. That doesn't sound like a lot of customers. That would be $750 million a year in revenue. $750 million a year in revenue. That's in 2030. At a $7 billion market cap, that puts it at about 10x revenue, (coughs) which, you know, it's pretty high as is, but that's in 2030. (coughs) Then on the other side of the equation, you have... Analysts, I don't know if we can even call them analysts, ARK Invest, they're like the guys that said Tesla should be 7000 bucks a share, which, Jordan, you might actually agree with, but I think it's insane. Anyway, ARK, in, ARK Invest said that the market for space tourism in like 25 years from now is $270 billion. Bank of America, I, I didn't confirm this, but supposedly Bank of America said something like it could be a $2.5 trillion industry. By 2045. So, all right, just the fact that they're talking about that kind of is like this could be a situation where people are like, screw it. I don't care what how much money they make in the next five years, in the next 10 years, in the next 15 years. If it's a two, $2 trillion market in 2045, I'll just stick around till then when this is a trillion dollar company, right? Or $2 trillion company. And space tourism is a deal the same way that Amazon didn't do anything, right, profitability-wise for, what, 20 years? So they might actually have an investment case here. This thing could be the biggest thing ever and not do a thing really for the next decade just based on the hope of what space tourism can become 20 to 25 years from now, which I thought I would never have had this conversation six months ago. But today, who the hell knows? I mean, Jordan, is it right? Does it seem reasonable? That in today's market with these new investors, there's enough of them. What Robinhood has seven or eight million, eight million, nine million, ten million accounts. Look, this thing is all speculative, right? It's all about it's all about the future. It's all about what is going to happen. There's no numbers to really go by here that I think anybody can really, you know, bet on. Um, and so it's a momentum stock right now, right? Uh, yeah, but it's a momentum stock. What? How do you shoot it down when everything they're going to be doing, for the most part, starts in like a few years? I mean, obviously, if they have a bad space flight this year or they can't get off the ground the next year, that would be terrible. But <clears throat> they don't have to really do that much, right, to, to prove that they're making traction. And people are like, don't worry. In 2045, this is going to be a trillion dollar company. So I'm getting in it now. Like, how's that? How do you even debate that? Dave, yeah, you, you debate it by looking at the There's no revenue. There's nothing going on for the next few years, right? They're going to be 
let's say in five years, they're starting to do a handful of flights a year. I mean, there's just, you want your money to sit around for a decade waiting to see if they're going to be successful. Jordan, have you heard of cryptocurrency? Like, <laughs> are you kidding me? Look, you're people talking about people, you're talking about share price. I'm talking about value, right? I got gotcha. you. But, but listen, all that really matters right now in terms of the market is is stock price, right? I mean, that's a you can talk value, but it's forward looking value. What I'm saying is, people, the mindset has shifted to where people <clears throat> are not thinking, okay, how much are they going to earn this year or next year? They're thinking, is crypto going to take over the world in ten years, or is space tourism? going to take over in 20 years or will electrification take over the world in seven years, right? That's the new mindset with these Gen Z millennial investors that are on Robinhood and, you know, they have small dollars and they're like, how much money am I going to make? I have a $3,000 trading account, a $2,000 trading account. So what am I going to like double my money in three years or four years? Or I don't disagree with that. I'm just saying, you know, once these guys go in and buy what they're going to buy, all of a sudden, is this thing going to stay as liquid as it's been in the last few days? I don't think so. Right? You're going to have people start moving out of it. You're not going to have more new buyers. You're not going to have institutional buyers coming in and saying, oh, we see you know, we see the share price supported based on what they're projecting in revenue. It's not going to happen. Right? I, I, I'm not, but, okay, I want to talk yeah, about We're not talking about real like fundamentals. We're talking about this, this could be the biggest thing. And you want to be in it today because you you don't want to have to wait 10 years when it's already completely <coughs> unreasonable. This isn't about Virgin Galactic. It isn't about Tesla. It's about market dynamics. And I want to say it again. You have a 25-year-old with a $2,000 trading account. <laughs> and they're like, screw it. I'm going for the big money in 20 years. I can wait it out. I'm buying it at a $7 billion valuation. I think it's going to be worth a trillion dollars in 25 years, right? And so, by the way, what happens a year from now? That trading account gets a little bigger because they're engineers. They make good money, and they have another 5K to invest. They divide it between Tesla and Virgin Galactic and one other random you know, high-flyer company. So, like, they will continue to push money into this the same way they've been pushing money into crypto the last few years. Uh, which has less of a basis, I think, than something like this. And forget about institutions. Even with what ha- you know, institutions it, these days, everything is flipped. Now they're following. They're like, hell, what the hell are we missing out on? Right? Like, were institutions talking about buying Tesla at seven hundred dollars a share six months ago? Hell, no, they weren't. Now they're raising their price targets to seven, eight hundred dollars a share. The same guys that had price targets of two fifty, three hundred six months ago. Why? Because, you know, you have retail investors, potentially, we don't know for sure, part of what's propping that price up. Yeah, maybe. I mean, so with Tesla, there's more than that. They also came out, they meet, they met their 2019 targets, right? Uh, they had a really good earnings, and they've got plans to go produce a bunch of cars in China. And so that's what's, that's also what's driving the price up. So, so when, that has when never driven a 3X in the past, and that's insane. That's not what this is about. Yeah. I mean, that's no, part, I of agree. part of it. It's part, part of it. But if I look but, at if I'm looking at space, who would I rather own? Would I rather own space tourism or would I rather own payload? I'm going business payload every day, right? So I would okay, rather. But, okay, can you guys hear me? Did Richard yes, Branson actually right. has two different space companies. So Virgin Galactic is this tourist space tourism company where. 
who knows if they're really on schedule for a you know 2020 virtual you know people going up for two hundred fifty thousand dollars where the revenue on that entire flight is a million and a half dollars are they ever going to have a profit on that is that is that even a, a business that you would want to be in his other space company is virgin orbit and that seems like maybe a legitimate company where they're actually planning to provide small satellite launch capabilities for real businesses that might actually spend money. And like, I, I just don't know if, if a $250,000 space flight, while it sounds cool and it's, it, it's something that millennials and I, I might invest in just because if it's going up, I might as well make some money on it. But well, here's the thing. A so a seven minute space flight is not that tough. Right. So that's like, that's like kind of like being in a U2 or something like that. Like the, the, um, that stealth plane, the, the spy plane back in the day, you, that thing can go to space, right? It's If you're actually going to go to space for real, like a rocket, that's a whole nother, you know, that's a whole nother ball of wax. No, but, but Jordan, they are. Take you to the edge of the race for seven minutes and scoot you back down. It's, it sounds dumb to me. I, I don't know that people want to go deep space. Like, they're still up there in like in orbit, completely weightless, looking down at Earth. It's pretty freaking cool. Yeah, you're um, on in space, so you're going to see black above you. Um, you know, it's fine. You can probably you get your Instagram going. You can get your selfie. It's the greatest Instagram <laughs> ever. Oh, come on, dude. I really you hope they have, have like, like a station set up. You do it once, you'll never do it again. I don't see this being Obviously. <laughs> Brad Pitt signed up, right? All these celebs are signed up. Um, trust me, the first time you get these celebs up there doing this deal, you know Virgin Galactic is going to double or triple that day when Brad, funny, Pitt right? Brad Pitt goes up and he's like, this was stupid. Then, he's not going to say it's stupid. Dude. It's going to be awesome. No and I, I think that there are people who would pay $200,000 just to sit in first class on an American Airlines flight with Brad Pitt, right? It's... It's kind of cool that you're one of six people going up to a low orbit in a spaceship with a celebrity. Okay. Um, yeah, but you made a good point, Dave. There's another side of the business. I think it's a wholly owned piece of Virgin Galactic, too. It's, it's, I think it's the it's same company, right? Vir the Virgin Group. It's not a part of Virgin Galactic. It is a part of the Virgin Group. Uh, Virgin Galactic is the one that merged with the other company and is now a public company. Um, okay. So all right, let's just talk about alternative trades here. So listen, first of all, I'm going to throw something out there right now. <laughs> I bought some Virgin Galactic this week. Okay. I bought yes. not, not, not a lot, but enough <laughs> so that if this is, if market dynamics turn this into the next crypto or Bitcoin or Tesla, whether we like it or not, we can debate it all day long. I'm not sick to my stomach every morning when I look at Virgin Galactic is now valued at 10 billion, 15 billion, 20 billion. And they make their first flight in July or August. Now it's a $20 billion company. And now people are talking about space tourism is definitely a trillion dollar industry at some point. And now they're like, so why can't it be 40 billion or 50 billion? I mean, Crazier things have happened, right? So I bought just enough so that I, I, I can tolerate those news stories when they start to happen. I think it's probably a good idea for the short term, right? As long as this thing's hot and people are have eyeballs on it, why not own a few thousand shares? 
Yeah, but you know what came up with this? Remember our last episode that aired yesterday, our forever stock? What stock would you keep for 10 years? If you couldn't sell it for 10 years, what stock would you own? A couple people, including one of our former employees, uh, Leon. Leon, if you're out there watching, hey. uh, Mentioned a company called Starlink. And this whole kind of Virgin Galactic stuff got me thinking. Um, Starlink is a division of SpaceX. And they are setting up a network of satellites to essentially host broadband for the entire world from space. Okay. Yeah. Now, this is this company, Starlink, rumor has it that they are going to spin off an IPO from SpaceX this year. And a couple people are like, my forever stock is Starlink, which isn't a publicly traded company yet. When it IPO. So it's like, well, I didn't know Starlink was IPO. And I looked it up. It looks like they are going to probably IPO this year. So um, I'm not waiting for the IPO. I, and I think all of us, we need to discuss this, guys. Uh, remember when we had those opportunities to invest in SpaceX this last year and we said, no, we're not doing it? Yeah. I'm going to chase those things down. I am making, I think I'm going to make a significant investment in SpaceX just to get that spinoff, that IPO spinoff of Starlink this year. We need, we need to confirm that Starlink is actually owned and will be something that we get shares from. I need yeah. to confirm that, but I believe it is. And if so, I could see that Starlink being a company that, I mean, shoot, if you're looking at $7 billion for a space tourism company, how about a company that actually is going to connect the world through space broadband and attempt mm-hmm. to take down, you know, Verizon and AT&T and all this stuff, right? So, like, that's a company you could legitimately say has a shot at being worth tens of billions of dollars. And SpaceX, I think, was only trading at $35 billion, only $35 billion. So we might be they able to actual revenue. They're, have, they have payloads that they're taking to space and dropping off satellites and all sorts of things. Yeah, but they're not, like, <laughs> ever wanting to be profitable. Like, that's what, that's what Elon said. SpaceX, as we all know, that's his company. Yeah. Uh, he's like, I never wanted to be profitable. I don't want to be for humankind. You know, like, I, I don't. So I'm like, why would I invest in a company that's, like, never going to IPO and never be profitable? But now, all of a sudden, they have a spinoff that's IPOing. So, all right, I'm in on that. Um, I almost feel, guys, and it's probably a pretty big minimum we have to hit to, to p- get a piece of, the, of SpaceX on the private market. But if we can negotiate a deal to get some private shares, we can hold that, get the spinoff of Starlink. You know that's going to be a monster. IP. I can just sense it. That is going to be like a Wall Street bets, yachts and tendies, like <laughs> of the you year. Need, you need to explain for our viewers what your yachts and tendies reference is. Well, I don't really fully understand it yet, but I guess <laughs> guess that's like what uh, you know the ballers you're, you're, you're do. Too old you're too on yachts and tendies. What? What do you say? Flynn knows. Flynn knows. You spend you spend your profits on your yachts and tendies. You spend your profits on yachts and tendies. Tendies are are, are chicken fingers. <laughs> are they? Chicken fingers, like, or are they the small boat that you pull behind your big boat? Yeah, small boat that put. Yeah, yeah. What it really is is the small boat that that you pull behind your big boat. But we they joke that it's chicken fingers. But um, yeah, yachts and tendies. Um, so funny enough, oh, let's talk about this, Lynn. Uh, if you're watching, Lynn, uh, Lynn just bought a new yacht, as we all know, on, on yet another yacht, another $4 million yacht. And do you guys know he, I think he's looking at a Tendi 
that's like 32 feet that he has to tow behind his yacht. So he, he's got a yacht and he's going to tow his tendy. And uh, it's just, Dave, you got to do another trip for us on Dumb Money when he gets I really, I really hope I get invited to uh, to go do the full tour of the new yacht like, like I did with the last one. Uh, if you haven't seen that video, you should definitely go check it out. It's on uh, Hey There Dave here. It's it, it's awesome. So here's here's the thing. Um, uh, Lynn said he's not going to spend a quarter of a million dollars on this space deal. But, you know, the, I, I think once you start seeing everyone else doing it, it becomes a big thing. I think he actually will drop a quarter of a million. Dude, don't you agree? You see him doing I this? He will. He's, he, of, of anyone I know, he is the first to uh, get on the waiting list. Yeah, he'll, he'll get on the waiting list. He, he's, he's probably always, on the waiting list. He's just too embarrassed to tell us. True, true. Um, so here's the I'm not too embarrassed to tell you that I'm on the waiting list for the Cybertruck. I'm actually not, but I really all right. So here's the deal I have our trade, and our trade is not on space, it's not on this, you know, Virgin Galactic, although I do own some shares. Uh, I, I think our trade, we're going to wedge our way into that SpaceX deal before the Starlink IPO, because I think that is going to be a monster trade for us this year. I think it's off a lot of people's radar, um, but but that's what that's what I think I'm going to do, and I, I think you guys would be into that as yeah, well. I definitely well, want to get into, into SpaceX, despite uh, laughing about it and not wanting to take when we when we had some shares available to us we didn't want to do it now i'm i'm rethinking everything and i do want to be a part of spacex um also how about this one though i mean listen i got some shares uh not a lot but i think if it falls some it's down three bucks today with the rest of the market um earnings are next week if they actually say hey we're we're sending our first ship up in july like it's happening this summer like they evidently are ready to go this summer. Like, how big of a media event is that going to be? Like, in the, in the new world of market dynamics, is that not going to propel this stock rationally or irrationally to where it is now and higher? I think it probably will. Like, whether I agree with it or not, it, it feels like it probably will. And if they can do it in July, if they can do it, if they can have this happen by the summer, just, just think about that. When they, when they first IPO'd, I looked back at some old news articles, and they were planning to do it early in 2020, and it looks like it's been shipped back. But if they can stay on, on a realistic schedule of having celebrities go to space, rich people go to space, and get those images back, I, I can't think of a bigger news story the day that that happens. I just think yawn, 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 yawn. You're not going into orbit. You're barely dusting space and coming back. Dude, you're crazy, dude. You're crazy. There's This has got to be the craziest, most exciting thing for anyone to do. I don't care if you're going deep space or not. You're you're weightless. They said they're going to let you take your seatbelt off for seven minutes and float around with Brad Pitt and whoever else is on board. They're not going to let you on board with Brad Pitt. It's not going to happen. Yes, they are. Only seven I mean, some other so yeah, they're gonna have to. random person. It, every I do. Person. I do have a question though. So this yeah. this initial version of space tourism is sitting strapped in and then floating around a little bit and then coming right back. Is there like a more practical commercial version of this where yes. instead of instead of going to space, you're just getting to London way faster? You're you're able to take, you know. We we had that supersonic Concorde for a while, and that wasn't viable commercially. Could this could this be the next way of getting places faster? 
Jordan, you could talk about the technicalities of it, but the bottom line is, yes, they are saying that is going to happen the same way that Elon Musk is saying that one day your Tesla is just going to leave your house and start driving people around like it's a self-driving Uber and it will pay for itself. And people are buying that story. So why wouldn't you buy the story that these ships are going to get you to, you know, to, to, to Europe from the U.S. in like 25 minutes? Um, yeah. Listen, the part of the story, guys, yes, absolutely. How long will it take? 20 years, 30 years? I don't know, but it's part of the story. Jordan, what do you think Te- from the technical aspect? Like, how well, realistic? Hey, doing it for seven people seems pretty ridiculous. To, but yeah, I mean, if you're going to do it, if you're going to do a plane ride halfway around the world, you're going to do it a ton faster by getting to those altitudes. There's no resistance up there, right? Um, so you're just, you know, 1,000 miles an hour, 1,500 miles an hour. You're going really fast. Um, but yeah, I mean, possible, but they're, are they going to be building these huge jumbo planes to get, you know, 500 people at a time? I mean, that's the only way that it really makes sense from a travel standpoint. Well, not if you're paying, Jordan, a uh, hundred grand, 150 grand to go to India in five hours when you could pay like four grand to go to India in four hours. Do you know, you know how much people pay for private jets right now yeah. to go around the world? Yeah. <laughs> You see, you're too rash. Like people it's too are rational. Too- it's not something you would do yourself. <laughs> right. There are definitely people who would spend that kind of money to not have to fly commercial at, at a at a slow, normal triple seven across the ocean. Do you yeah, possible? It's just you know we got to answer the question: Are they going to be doing this for international flights? Uh, I don't, is that is that some is that a plan? I haven't looked to see if that's one of their plans. It is. It is. Yeah. It is on the roadmap um yeah. of, of it's on the company's roadmap and listen remember there are so many crazy wealthy people in 2020 due to the last decade i mean we're like peasants compared to these people that are <laughs> flying around on private jets every day. it's it's just insane the money that people spend for uber luxury and differentiated lifestyle and i mean think about how many people would do this space tourism thing i'm thinking hundreds of thousands once it gets going wouldn't you think everyone wants to be part of that stupid club of saying you were up there like don't you think that's a zero interest there are people who will definitely do that and and it's not in the hundreds it's in the thousands or tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of people that would actually want to do this yeah hundreds of thousands i'm telling you right now i think it's in the hundreds of thousands because there's that many people that have insane money that are going to do it. It's on their. It's going to be the ultimate bucket list thing to do. And it just. Pe- and by the way, this company is not going to make money for a long time, if ever. And it's not going to matter. I don't think it's going to matter. It doesn't matter for crypto. Doesn't matter for. Well, Tesla's getting close to making money, but it doesn't matter for other things that these types of investors invest in. So why would it matter for this? I'm doing my best. You know, I can take this thing. Mexican Wi-Fi out here. I, I I can't I can't read the comments. Um, if you guys if you guys are able to uh, get to the comments and and view those, Jordan will be streaming though just now. Yeah, if they have any sort of safety issue at all, um, that can tank the stock. All of a sudden, you're not going to spend a quarter million dollars to nearly die. You know. Well, can you, Jordan? Can you speak to that? Because while you're not a rocket scientist, you're not that far off. You this understand rocket, that, right? This is a plane, so yeah, 
Um, no, but they use rockets. I thought as part of it. I thought part of it is using rockets. Yeah, maybe for yeah, maybe for like quick acceleration or something like that, or um, to get you back down. Look, the big. So when they first started doing some of these um, edge of space type flights, they had problems trying to keep these planes from bouncing off the atmosphere and just going away. Right. Um, then you're crashing back down, but. <laughs> Because of gravity, but uh, it's a problem. Um, and things freeze up there. They don't really, you know, you've got temperature issues. You've got um, vacuum of space issues that, uh, you know, it's really hard to test for. And so things can go wrong when you're up there. If you're trying to run this as a profitable company and you're not taking safety to the extreme measure, I mean, you can have an accident up there. Okay, um, I'm going to read through some of these. By the way, I just saw a comment on uh, what happened to the Roku trade. Thank goodness I got out of that Roku trade right at market open the next morning. Um, I don't. I think I was right around break even ish. I didn't really make much money on it because the stock started coming down pretty quick. Um, I wasn't able to get out of my entire trade on market open. Uh, but you know, Roku they destroyed earnings. They killed it. Stock was up huge. Um, I don't know, 13, 14, 15 points. And then for whatever reason, it sold off. Lots of profit taking the next day. I still own my core Roku uh, holding, um, but I sold out of those um, calls. And I had in the money calls, which some people made fun of me for. Uh, they're like, dude, you, why are you doing in the money? I'm like, this is why I'm doing in the money. <laughs> it was a fairly high risk that the stock was either not going to move much at all or even if it moved. Um, it would be a pretty small move. And with in the money calls, I was still able to get profit out of a lot of those calls where if you did anything out of the money, you got destroyed off Roku. So, um, but anyway, just to answer that question, let's go back up here. Jordan, could you see some of these as well? Yeah. Um, so somebody's saying that the rocket, um, they use an airplane to bring a rocket to around 50,000 feet, then launch spacecraft, which is a rocket. And so, yeah, he's right. So it's still, it's, it's a technically it's got a rocket built into it uh, because when you get that high, um, you know, engines that rely on oxygen don't work. And so you've got to bring your own oxygen with you. And that's how, that's what a rocket does. Um, and so, yeah, it's got a, it's a rocket propellant, but the things it's a rocket propelled airplane basically. And I see um, J-Mac uh, investing says that uh, the rocket goes Mach 3.5, which is 2,685 miles per hour. That is so way strap me to a rocket and send me to space. I'm ready to go. Yeah, so there's, you know, someone else that's the thing. you can't go that fast in a normal plane. You're not even really allowed to go that fast in the atmosphere above populated nations unless you're in space, right? Um um, because if you break the speed barrier, you break windows and freak people out and all sorts of things. Um, I don't really understand this question, but someone says, is there a chance left for small investors considering all the insider trading or word of mouth pushing stocks by people like Buck, uh, Buffett? I, listen, I'm going to say it again. We have never seen a market dynamic like this. Everything has changed. All the rules have changed. I think maybe millennials, like another comment said, are actually driving institutions in this market. They are actually changing the game. They're changing the rules, at least on these kind of these meme stocks, right? Like the stocks that everyone that this group is talking about. 
Um, so I don't know how this is going to end. I don't know how long this is going to go on for, but absolutely, there are small. There's enough small investors that are willing to get aggressive enough with their dollars. Uh, Dave Jordan, they're not just investing equity, like Wall Street bets. I mean, this is options. I've been dreaming of this day when the world would care about options. I've been trading options since I was 13 years old, guys. I've been doing this for almost 30 years, and everyone's like, "Options? What are you talking about?" Like, other than like option traders, you know, regular people don't trade options. Now, like kids are talking about options, and I love it because what that means is options mean leverage, meaning that these millions of millennial and Gen Z accounts. Even if they only have a few thousand dollars each with options, they have massive leverage over some of these uh, equities and they could really move markets now. And like, I don't really know how to interpret this yet. I'm looking at it. I'm studying it. um, But anything is possible. And I think the small investor is more powerful right now today in 2020 than they've been in decades. And it's pretty darn exciting. And let's not forget about, hey, it's free to trade stocks now, right? So you don't have to pay any fees. So if you want to buy one share of this thing, it's 30 bucks. You got 30 bucks, you can be an owner of Virgin Galactic, right? Yeah. And if you have 30 bucks, you can you can virtually hold a lot more using options. Yeah. And we should probably yeah. do an episode that kind of goes into, you know, how you were successful with options, Chris, and talk a little about, you know, our our history of using that at, in, at a time when we didn't have as much money to be able to control more stock than than we had a dollars to actually purchase. And I that's did what they're doing, right? I'm able to flip through some of these uh, through these comments. So thank you guys so much for the comments. I'm, I'm flashing through them on the screen. <laughs> and if we don't uh, address your comments uh, as a part of the video stream, make sure you post it in an actual comment to the video because a lot of times these uh, the, the, the chat goes away after we archive this. So make sure you repost it as a comment and we will respond to all of those in the next 24 to 48 hours as they come in. But I'm flipping through some on the screen while you guys continue hey, to talk. Hey, Dave. Okay, so I, I want to address this one comment. It, it's uh, Epicure EU. Don't compare Tesla to this small blip of a company. Tesla has real profits. It is a small player. Uh, where, where Virgin Galactic is a small player. If founding runs dry, I don't know what what VG would do. Let me let me let me explain. It's not that I'm comparing them to Tesla. It's that I'm comparing the investor mindset to Tesla in that. Tesla investors have a very far off mindset, right, in terms of patience. And it's not about what Tesla does now. It's what they could be doing in five years, in 10 years, right? And it's the same type of mindset. It's not about what's happening today. It's about how big this could potentially, it's a game-changing company. It's space tourism. We're actually talking about space tourism. Has that ever happened before, right? And what's happening is, People are talking about <laughs> the industry sector can be, wait for it, in 2045. That has literally never happened. <laughs> that, analysts don't talk about how big an industry sector can be in 25 years when they're trying to assess the value of a company. But now they are. Okay, And that's why I'm comparing this to Tesla. And this is obviously ramping it up from Tesla, right? Because Tesla is a lot closer to where they need to be relative to a Virgin Galactic. But we're just pushing the limits every day. And I think it's actually pretty cool. And, and I don't know how to really interpret that uh, long term for a lot of these stocks or how we value companies. 
well, it's, it's almost like, you know, if you think of the, the industrial revolution, if, if kids were able to trade stocks on Robinhood back in those days, they would have probably been bidding up all kinds of companies that ended up being successful and others that did not. So it's, we're just living in a time where the access to information and the access to the ability to invest is more free than ever. And to be able to place trades without having to have a stockbroker on the phone and to be able to just go online and do it almost in a gamified uh, layout the way Robinhood has, where side by side with crypto gambling, you're also able to invest in real stocks. I, I, I mean, this is an exciting time to be alive. And I don't know how to best like jump onto these stocks as they're skyrocketing up. But it seems like for me, I have disposable income. I'm not, I don't want to sit on the sidelines when some of these things are going by. It's not, let's, let's just say, it's not really our investing style, right? Like historically, Absolutely. yeah. I mean, we have long-term holdings, but we also, we ARB, you know, we ARB information, we ARB data, but, and to an extent, this is kind of ARBing data and information. Uh, in a slightly different way than we're accustomed to. That said, this movement is so large and so big, it would be insane for us to ignore it. Um, so we're going to attempt to understand the change in market dynamic, how we could arb that, um, how we could participate in it. Um, it's a dangerous game, though, guys. Like the, the risk is through the roof here. It's unprecedented. Uh, we don't know how these stocks are going to react in a market correction um, or what type of market correction these stocks will cause at some point in time. Uh, we're in unchartered territory and we're learning uh, as we go. So we have we really don't have expertise in, in how to trade a Tesla or um, a Virgin Galactic. This is just a whole new type of equity. And that's why we're talking about it. We're, we're thinking about it. We're strategizing. Uh, we're learning just like you guys are. And we're definitely not uh, market experts and we are not financial advisors. And this information is all for your entertainment and education purposes. You get to hear what we're thinking about, but we're not telling you what to do. Yeah, don't 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 uh, don't take what we say as financial advice. We're not advisors. Uh, we'll just we're just, we're just, we're just we're entertainers not. on the Internet. Yes, um, that's our disclaimer. Um, <laughs> Thank you. So uh, do do retail investors really have enough money to push it up that much? I'll remind you, 10 million accounts on Robinhood, even with only a few thousand dollars each, right? Do the math. These accounts are so concentrated. It's not like this individual who's 25 years old and has a $4,000 trading account or a $2,000 trading account owns 30 securities. They might own two. They might own one. They might own three. So they're actually investing five hundred, a thousand bucks, two thousand dollars in an individual stock. Multiply that times millions of these new investors that are coming into the market that have kind of been playing around with crypto and then cannabis, and now they're coming into these just a handful of names. Quite honestly, right? Like they're not trading IBM, right? Like they're trading yeah. like ten names tops here. And um, a lot of those names exist as uh, they're the FANG stocks, too. So if you think of Facebook, Amazon, Apple, uh, Netflix and Google, I always have to spell it in my head. I'm, I'm just that bright. Um, but if you think of those stocks, those are those are the other ones that people are flooding to on Robinhood. And I think if you look at the kind of volume on Robinhood as a benchmark for what the new style of investor is interested in investing in, it kind of changes the way we historically have thought of the stock market, you know, it's it's 
it's always a, this this fair market value of of buyers and sellers determining the price but now we have buyers who don't really care what the price is and want to be a part of these these stocks that are uh the high flying names the the brand names that they want to associate with that that can often put the traditional price to earnings ratio uh in a just completely different oh. you know it, it doesn't make sense anymore but that's why we're we're trying to figure out how to make sense in our investing profile, our way of doing things, to use this kind of new wild west of uh, of market to our advantage. Yeah, and, and listen, we just got another comment. Uh, you know, the stock's a seven billion dollar company, which we stated, but it's only worth eight hundred million per someone's opinion. Listen, I'm not saying it's worth seven billion. I'm not even saying it's worth one billion. What I'm saying is. I don't that's get, what people are currently willing to pay for it. It's not yeah. worth it. it. If you look at earnings, no, they, yeah. have, they have under a million dollars of earnings. It's insane. We know it's insane. But what are people willing to pay for it? And how are people going to prop this up? Because it gets really insane when you think about the fact that their earnings and their revenue is a decade away, a decade and a half, maybe two decades away. When you have something that's that far off, it's really hard to value it and it becomes all speculation. And when you have a speculative equity, literally it's hard to prove someone wrong. It's hard to prove. It's hard to prove that Virgin Galactic is not a trillion dollar company 25 years from now, right? So if you can't pr disprove that because their industry sector is so far away, then it's really hard to debate what should it be valued at today if I truly believe that it could be a trillion or two trillion in 25 years, right? 30 years as the world's largest space tourism and space travel then company, right? They're an airline at that point, right? Like if who you, knows? If Maybe they have space. If, if the Wright brothers had a stock that you could have invested in when they were doing the first test flights or, you know, Henry Ford's factory was something that you were considering as, well, I think that this, this technology might replace horses. You never, you never know where this technology could lead and whether it's SpaceX or Virgin or a new player comes into the game. Yeah. And by the way, we, we need to look into whether SpaceX owns part of Orbit because I kind of feel like they might. I should have done my research more there. I read something last you mean, night. You mean Galactic, I, Galactic owns part of Orbit. Virgin Galactic, excuse me, owns part of, um, yes, owns part of uh, Orbit. Um, I think, I, I'm not saying they do. I just think we need to well, clarify. Well, my research, they were, they're separate companies, and uh, Virgin Orbit has a partner that is a large entity, and Virgin is the other of, of two. Of the two entities that are a part of Virgin Orbit, but I, I don't have all the details on that. Um, someone says Musk publicly stated he never wants to take SpaceX public. Correct. He said that. But he there's a spin-off of SpaceX, Starlink, which is rumored to go public this year. So while he won't take SpaceX public, it might have one or more spin-offs now. How many other spin-offs are sitting inside of SpaceX, right? That he's gonna spin maybe that's kind of the the, the investment thesis of why it's worth 30, 35 billion dollars is because there's all these space spinoffs that are gonna come off of SpaceX and have their own IPOs. So as a SpaceX investor, you get a piece of all of those spinoffs pre-IPO, which is why we were discussing 
buying into SpaceX as a private company, which fortunately we have uh, vehicles to do that and the ability to kind of meet the minimums to make that happen. And we'll keep you guys informed. Uh, there will be a future episode coming on Dumb Money about us trying to buy shares in SpaceX, how much we have to pay for them, how we go about doing it. Wouldn't you agree, Dave Jordan, we should do an episode just on that and we'll take you guys through that entire process. No, absolutely. I think that's a great idea. Okay, let's um, see here. There, there's an, uh, Danny is reminding us that Jeff Bezos also has a space company. Uh, mm. That is that's Blue Origin, right? Uh, uh, I I think so. Yeah, Blue Origin. Uh, and he's putting billions into that. But that's I mean that is that even uh, invest? It's a private company. I mean I su I suppose it's investable uh, to people that have access to those markets. Um, I know very little about Space Origin though. Blue Origin, excuse me. Um, someone's confirming what you said, Dave, that Virgin Orbit is completely separate. So buying Virgin Galactic, you, you get no play into Virgin Orbit. Yeah, uh, that makes sense. Um, Dave, you're... And we, you're could, and we could potentially find uh, private shares of Virgin Orbit if that's something that we were interested in. Although I did look uh, last night with the company that we've purchased a few of these off-market shares and they did not have any at least that they were talking about uh in no spacex no 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 uh virgin orbit okay i was looking for some virgin orbit just just to see if if that might be something that we would have access to we could I, definitely I get space yeah. um uh your girlfriend megan dave did you see she has two tacos a quesadilla and a cup of soup a coke a paletta pal and a bottle of water for only six dollars don't you you're not in on, are you? We actually are in, uh, we're doing the loop, basically. We're outside of the resorts of Cabo San Lucas. So we're in uh, San Juan de Cabos, San Juan de los Cabos right now. It is actually a beautiful resort. Uh, I, I had to come down here by the pool. I don't know if you can see much of this, but uh, I... This, this is where the Wi-Fi is strongest. So I'm, I'm no longer in my room where I, where I started this live event. Uh, but it looks like uh, she skipped on getting me a margarita, so I'm going to have to make sure she's... Uh... Hey, Megan, if you're watching, uh, this this ends in less than 10 minutes, so I'll be right there. <laughs> um, okay, so by the way, I think this is a relevant conversation because we seem, seem to talk about it on every live episode. Uh, here we are, Friday again, going into the weekend. Market is selling off. Uh, once again, I had a purchase, uh, spent more money to insure my portfolio through Monday because this coronavirus is still kind of out there. Companies are starting to warn left and right. We really don't know the degree to which it's spreading um, outside of China. It looks like South Korea got got really killed yesterday. Their, their, their um, transmission um, people with coronavirus doubled, I think, day over day. So if South Korea gets shut down now, or lockdown, um, we could be looking at a longer-winded kind of, you know, slowdown of global markets than what I think was anticipated a few days ago. And I think it's important for everyone to understand that that is still a tail risk that could pop up any time, you know, and it's the weekends are long, like a lot can happen over a weekend. So I had to spend, I think, 20, 25,000, 26,000 to ensure part of my portfolio just between now and Monday um, so I can sleep through the weekend. 
I haven't checked the market how it's doing on this call. If it's still down a few hundred. But you have any new thoughts on that, guys? Jordan, you been following any of this stuff? The coronavirus updates. I mean, just you know, headlines. Nothing's. It doesn't seem like anything's going off the rails completely, but it's just kind of steady. Who knows? If yeah. It's real. Right. Right now, it looks like uh, all of the stocks that I actively am tracking are down two percent or more. Facebook, Amazon, Apple, Netflix, Google are all down in the one point nine to two point seven percent range. Microsoft is down three and a half percent. Shopify is down four percent. Chris. Uh, that's okay. I, I, you know, I, I don't, I, you know, like I said, my shop by position is pretty small compared to what it used to be. So it doesn't scare me anymore, but you know what I did do also, I'll fully disclose. I feel like I just can't stop doing this. I bought, I bought some win puts again today because I just can't wrap my head around how the hell people are trading this thing at the levels it's at. When all of Macau, okay, Macau's technically open. They reopened the city. Insane. They reopened the city like yesterday. Um, I think the only reason why they reopened it was to ensure that Macau workers can get paid. Um, <clears throat> so the casinos are technically reopened, most of them, including Wynn. But I read a report uh, this morning that said one of the big casinos only had 12 people inside of it. These are casinos that have like, thousands of tens of thousands of people they had like 12 people by midday so i i'm sorry i just i can't i have to short this thing still i just think there's so much downside relative to upside what's the what's the better short is it win or is it royal caribbean right now that's a great question well, i think you know i think win is more likely to get support from the chinese government which we've yeah. talked about right those traders uh that they could be propped up which kind of you know, concerns me. I'm There's not stigma with Royal Caribbean too, getting stuck on a cruise ship in some random port for weeks. I mean, that's, a yeah, big... because I think it's going <laughs> to slowly get to a point where no matter where you are in the world, the risk is real. That right. as soon as someone gets diagnosed on that ship, you're there, man, you're, you're stuck on that ship, right. For a while. And, but and then again, they're, they're kind of pulling people off ships now because they realize that was the wrong decision. Um, but you're going to get sick probably right on a ship. I don't know. So I'm shorting win through the weekend. I just opened that up again today. Uh, I'm shorting, obviously, uh, with using market puts. I, I buy. I love that they have these puts that you can buy on SPY on, on the uh, S&P 500 that expire on Mondays. So you can yeah. buy them on. I buy them Thursday night. So like these it's, Friday. It's an efficient, lower cost way of insuring your portfolio than something with a longer term uh, expiration date. Yeah, so I buy it just for the weekend, and like if coronavirus spins out of control or we get some really bad news, at least I know I'm okay going into Monday. Um, anything else here, guys, you want to address? Um, I, I don't know what to do with my portfolio because I'm actually uh, heading out of this town and going um, to a spot that does not have any Wi-Fi. So um, for like three days, I'm not going to be able to even get a stock quote. So I don't know what to do. <laughs> Uh, but we're headed to Cabo Polmo. So if anyone uh, is down here in, in uh, southern Baja, hit me or, up. Man. Or if you just want to rip on Dave in the comments with me all weekend and he can't defend himself, we can we can do that as well. <laughs> hey, I have no problem. The more engagement these videos get, the happier I am. I'm, I'm cool with that. Okay, so, um, so I think we are going to wrap up. What are your guys' decisions on this? Um, although I don't really understand or agree with valuation, 
I'm not going to fight it. I think I want to have a very tiny, tiny exposure in this new market dynamic, which are millennials who are coming in from crypto and cannabis and starting to trade these meme stocks, uh, gathering on places like Reddit, Wall Street bets. I think they're irrational. It doesn't matter. Or maybe they're, they're maybe they're really smart because they're thinking 20, 30 years down the road, kind of like people thought about Amazon when everyone else is laughing about people. Remember when people used to laugh about Amazon investors, right? 15 I years ago. I was, right. I was buying Amazon back then. Yeah. So um, I, listen, I don't know if they're right or wrong, but I, I think there's enough momentum coming into these meme stocks that I kind of want to have a little piece of them. That's why I bought Tesla this week, Jordan. I, I can't believe I did it. I even got a little bit of Tesla. Um, so I got some Tesla. I, I got some of this Virgin Galactic. Uh, if, they, if the stocks get cut in half, I, it won't phase me really. But um, I am going to go in heavy on SpaceX. That's what I learned from this. I'm going to chase that private, uh, those private shares down next week. We're going to do an episode on them. That's my conclusion. How about you guys? So find find some SpaceX for me because I definitely want in, and uh, I'll be a part of the episode uh, shooting on my iPhone from here. Um, <laughs> as far as the uh, SpaceX, I'm not planning to buy any um, right this very minute, although it's... No, no, not SpaceX. You, you, mean, you mean this. I mean, you mean Galactic, I mean right? Virgin Galactic, yes. Yeah. The, the ticker symbol is space, so it, yeah. it confuses me. S-P-C-E. Yeah. Um, I'm not buying that. I may end up buying some today. It's down almost 10% today. That seems like a market correction in this stock. Maybe I have to go crazy and just buy some and just see what happens. That's probably Actually, that's probably what I'm going to do. I'm going to buy just a little bit here with uh, with a market correction and just hold on to it and and hope hopefully my investment in this Virgin Galactic will pay for my flight on Virgin Galactic and if I can do that I will uh, bring a camera with me and it will be a part of the episode. <laughs> yes, that's, that's that would be promise. the best money episode ever. I will do it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with Dave except that I'm with you on the next pop, but I'm not in on this pop. So. Uh, you know, we've got a plan to go looking for these things before they actually happen. And if we can find the next one, then I'm in. But I'm not a big uh, Virgin Galactic fan. How about SpaceX? You want to explore oh, that? Yeah. 100%. Okay. I'm in. Okay. Uh, we, want to talk about what we have coming up on the next next week's Dumb Money, although editing hasn't even started yet, so it may be uh, next week and a half. What's coming up? I don't even know. <laughs> A, um, a, a cosmetics company uh, for men out of Austin, Texas. Do you have any preview of that? Anything else? Uh, well, we're also uh, going to be meeting, uh, continuing our due diligence on Pressed Roots, which you guys learned about yesterday. We met with the founder on yesterday's episode. Um, but you, Chris, invested in a company that uh, was kind of the Uber for hair blowouts. Ultimately, they went out of business. You lost lost your investment there. But we're going to meet with the guy behind that and find out what he learned. Uh, that's right. Why that business failed. So that's that should be very enlightening to us. Uh, we're also making some progress on coin rolling, um, trying to get an idea exactly how many half dollars might still be out there that contain silver and see if this is something we actually are going to pursue. And while I'm here, you two are uh, hopefully scheduling a meeting to follow up with a company we invested in last year called uh, Chipper. That is an app. It's a service that helps college students chip away at their student debt, their student loans. And they're a really cool company. And I know that they've kind of made a pivot. So I, I want to hear what you guys learn about that. 
and uh, also, all, you know, that's all in one episode, and and it blows my mind how much we have going on, and we're 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 trying to fit as much as we can into these episodes now. Well, Dave, while you're in uh, Mexico uh, enjoying your chichis down there, uh, pina coladas, whatever, uh, me and Jordan today are meeting with that, that super cool. Actually, um, they actually construct. Uh, customize like they mimic organs in your body, like your heart, your liver before surgery, they'll replicate your own heart. And then the doctor will practice the surgery on like a fake version of your heart made of gelatin with all exactly how it looks inside and out before the surgery. So like wild company, we're meeting them this afternoon. That will be on a future episode, not next week, but a future episode. And Dave, you're just going to get left out of that one. That technology is is amazing, and uh, I can't wait. I hope you guys get to like see the actual product, and and I, I know you're not going to be able to go into a an operating room, but maybe in their they use it as practice, right? Maybe you can maybe you can see that actually being used. Maybe they yeah. maybe they'll bring some scalpels, and we can cut into some fake hearts or something. Yeah, do you know how cool it would be to let you guys do surgery on fake organs that were yeah. like three D printed. <laughs> That'd be scary. That'd be scary. Yeah, 3D printed, basically 3D printed organs is essentially what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Uh, all right. Well, that that's it. We got a lot going. And then we'll do another one of these live ones next week. Can you do another live one next week, Dave? I can do one on um, either Thursday or Friday. We'll, we'll figure it out, and we'll try to get it scheduled so you guys know when to tune in. And if you have any – guys, if you have any ideas, we're, we want to stick to kind of market trades for these live episodes – yeah, if you have any uh, trade ideas for next week you want us to cover for the week following, um, let us know. Uh, Chris, one thing that you texted me earlier was that the brokerage wars are continuing to uh, go on. Morgan Stanley apparently buying E-Trade for $13 billion. That might be something we can talk about next week. And really what, what that might mean for Robinhood and, and who's left, who doesn't have brokerage, whether it's Goldman or J.P. Morgan, that, that could be a topic. But let us know what, what you would like us to talk about in these, and we're, we're glad to do it. Yeah, I want to talk trades. I want to get tr- a trade talk every week. So um, I did see that we had um, we had some some people asking us to do trade boards. This live format is so much better than trying to do a <laughs> trade board because the information is more timely and we can actually make these things in real time instead of editing and putting together a trade that happened that you don't find out about until three days after we've made the trade. Uh, one last thing: someone says, "Chris, ride the momentum. Just get out early." So is early in this like 2038? Is that early? <laughs> <laughs> I'm really glad that you're out of this before 2038. <laughs> but who knows? I, I I know that we'll be out of our SpaceX spinoff before then. Yeah. Right, that's going to anyway. do it for this one. Thank you guys so much for watching. If you're listening to the podcast, thank you for listening. Again, if you have questions or comments that we didn't get to in today's show, please head over to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash dumbmoney. That's where you can post comments, and we will respond to every single one. I'm I'm not going to be in uh, Wi-Fi zone, so Chris and Jordan, it's up to you for the next uh, 24 to 48 hours to respond to every single one of those comments. Uh, while you're there, hit that like button. Subscribe if you haven't already. We're going to be back for another Dumb Money Live next week to be scheduled. Uh, make sure you checked out yesterday's uh, Dumb Money. If you missed that one, it's, it's really good. According to YouTube and the analytics there, it is our most popular episode of our past 10 episodes. So if you haven't seen it, you, you got to go check it out and see what you missed. For Chris and Jordan, my name is Dave Hansen. We are Dumb Money. We'll see you next week.